Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. Just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Don't play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. Because of nothing. You hear me? They breathe just like we do. Yo, they sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yo, I want you to hit everything to move. If the refs gets in your way, you hit them. Okay, then let's play. But that team, that's two. That gives us two. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Bro Show. I am Rob Bro. I am the host. You are the co-host. 806-855-3712. Plenty to talk about today. Tom Brady retiring. We will continue what we were doing on the Raiderlands Day as we do every Thursday, Wednesday, whatever it is. We're still doing a show. We're here. It's cold. Everything's canceled. Still enjoy our time together on the Rob Bro Show. Today, as the weather rolls in, hopefully uh, we can get out of here before the weather gets bad again. Uh, I'm looking here at our promo number. There's a promo for Cocaine Bear. Oh, man. We'll see if we can uh, talk about Cocaine Bear today. Maybe I'm on the bandwagon of Cocaine Bear. Is that movie out? When does that movie come out? Today would be a good day to go see a movie. I do not know if uh, Cocaine Bear is out, but uh, that is something that I do want to see. Maybe it already came out and I just missed it. Uh, that that has happened before. It will happen again. Uh, more news going around as well. Some rumors circling the Dallas Cowboys on their offensive coordinator hire, if they will, if they won't. I, I'm kind of assuming... If I don't know, I haven't seen much on it. Obviously, the uh, the guy over at uh, the Sports Illustrated website that writes for the Cowboys that that is just who he is wrote yesterday that Cliff Kingsbury makes a ton of sense. He doesn't, unless Mike McCarthy is not calling plays and wants to get an offensive coordinator to be in control. Cliff Kingsbury will not take that job. And maybe he does. Maybe maybe Mike McCarthy was just saying that to, to get through. And when somebody comes in and interviews and blows him away, maybe he'll give over the reins. But I just do not see that happening. And to me, it feels like Cliff Kingsbury doesn't want to go to a high-profile place. He might. He might, and it still could be that the Dallas Cowboys hire Cliff Kingsbury, but I just do not see that happening 
at all. I think you'll get some either really young coordinator that you promote from somewhere that can help you game plan, or some really old guy that can come in and just help you game plan and and be the game planner. Uh, But if Mike McCarthy is going to be the play caller, it's not an attractive job for an offensive coordinator. It just isn't. The allure of being an offensive coordinator, the perk of being the offensive coordinator is to control the game plan and call the plays. If Mike McCarthy is calling the plays, he's probably also controlling the game plan. And at that point, you're just a little bit of a figurehead. How does that help at all? Now, it helps Mike McCarthy, I guess, because or hurts because he's in control and can, and can do what he wants and and there will be no issues or questions on who is the leader of the team unless he stinks. But if you're Jerry, do you want to make a, a splash higher and put a little pressure on Mike McCarthy to be successful? If your plan is to give him eight weeks like Ryan Hyatt thinks and, and then fire him if he's bad, do you want to have a guy in place that can be the offensive coach when Dan Quinn takes over as the interim? I don't think that will happen, but that has to be some kind of uh, talking point there in the in the organization. Other issues uh, going around with the Dallas Cowboys, you have some some contract work to do. Um, I would assume the the Dallas Cowboys will hire their offensive coordinator on Super Bowl Sunday. That would be classic Jerry Jones at kickoff to tweet out, this is our new offensive coordinator, especially if it's Cliff Kingsbury. Um, If not, maybe it's a situation where you want one of these guys that's in the Super Bowl. Maybe you want to hurt the Eagles and hire their offensive coordinator. By the way... The Cowboys should be running the Eagles offense because Dak Prescott is the original Jalen Hurts. When Dak Prescott came into the league in 2016, he's doing exactly what the Eagles did, and they were really good at it if they didn't run into Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers didn't have a perfect pass on the sideline to their tight end, and if Mason Crosby didn't drill a field goal to break the Cowboys' hearts, and spirits and minds, quite frankly, for several seasons. I still think that Dak can do that. If he can focus on the underneath, get vertical every once in a while, get out of the pocket. Run every once in a while. I'm not saying he has to run a bunch like Jalen Hurts, but if he can't, then he's not the guy you paid, which sucks and is frustrating and hurts, but is what it is. Other news last night, Kansas getting revenge on Kansas State. Big game for them. I was fairly certain that was going to happen. I think that game ended at a 12-point victory for Kansas 
Kevin McCullough went for 16 and 13, I think. So really strong for her. Her. Him. Sorry, I got a text right when I said that. I was not trying to make fun of Kevin McCullough. I'm sorry. Also last night, TCU beating West Virginia. Another non-surprise. TCU at home. Very good team. West Virginia on the road. Not very good, even though they beat Texas Tech by 15 in Lubbock. Coming up this weekend, a lot of good Big 12 basketball action. Tonight, the Lady Raiders in Stillwater. As we talked about, Kirby Hocutt hitting the fadeaway earlier today. Uh, if you haven't seen that video, go check that out. Strong dad basketball game from Kirby Hocutt. Uh, and from the video, it looked like his the first opportunity. It was just one ta- a one-take wonder there with Kirby Hocutt hitting the fadeaway. Anything else you want to talk about, we can today. Bandwagon Wednesday. Uh, the first text of the day. Let's get to it. You can text in 806-855-3712. Hey, Rob, first time, long time. For Bandwagon Wednesday, people need to be jumping on the Big 12 bandwagon. It's going to be such a fun conference that Texas Tech will run. Grande Pollo. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited about the new Big 12. And I think the new Big 12 in football will be really fun because I feel like there's a lot of even teams, and I think it's going to be one of those chaotic conferences where every week is good. Now, some people say a deep conference is a weak conference because there's no true leader. I don't. I don't say that at all. And I know people look at the Pac-12 with USC and say the USC is stronger because USC is there. The Pac-12 is stronger because USC is there back when they were leading everything. Obviously, Texas and Oklahoma in certain instances have propped up, quote-unquote, the Big 12. People say that. The SEC is obviously looked at as the strongest conference because Alabama and Georgia and LSU, Florida at times, And nobody would be talking about the Big Ten without Michigan and Ohio State. Nobody. Penn State and Michigan State are far behind those other two. Penn State probably the closest. Wisconsin. Close, but nationally? No. Nebraska, all the potential in the world, but eh. And I think if you look up in the up and down the Big 12, you'll have a lot of the same reactions. But I think the fact that there's not going to be any one true leader besides Texas Tech, and then you're going back and forth every year, and Kansas State and Baylor and Oklahoma State and Texas Tech are all having varied levels of success, and TCU, very excited about the Big 12. Very excited about uh, getting to go to Provo. In Orlando, and I think those are two really good options for Big 12 programs to get into. Really excited about the fan bases that are involved in the new Big 12. Kansas State, Iowa State, West Virginia even. 
Texas Tech fans, BYU fans are a little bit cumbersome, but we'll let them in. The UCF Twitter mafia is a little frustrating, but we'll let them in too. But up and down, I am very excited about the Big 12 as well. All right, let's take our first break of the show. When we come back, more Rob Bro Show right here on Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Anthony Lynn interviewing with the Washington Commanders today for their offensive coordinator opening. Anthony Lynn is the exact kind of coach that uh, Mike McCarthy would likely go after. Um... You know, a, a guy who's been around, former head coach, isn't going to be calling plays, can just come in and do a game plan or or keep you on the tracks and kind of a veteran presence in the locker room, former player. Exactly the kind of guy you would go after. I don't know if they'll also interview him. I, I legitimately, and maybe I've not been paying attention, but I've legitimately not seen any interviews even being talked about with the Dallas Cowboys on any of their position coaches. Have I, have I missed that? Have I missed some Dallas Cowboys interviews on uh, offensive coordinators or offensive line coach? That's That's the one I'm really, really interested in. The offensive line coach. And if I'm being completely honest, there are lots of guys I would go after for offensive line coach, but maybe you're waiting to steal the Eagles' offensive line coach. They've got a really good offensive line, and yeah, they have some really good players, but they're also put in really good positions. And I'm also really interested to see what the Mike McCarthy offense looks like or if he really is going to go get a new offensive coordinator. Now, position coaches, you can't just go higher. You have to, well, you can. You absolutely can. If Mike McCarthy is going to be the offensive coordinator next year in legitimacy, you might see these position coaches filled out before the offensive coordinator. But to me, if you're waiting on an offensive coordinator, maybe there is some truth to the or at least not truth to the uh, Mike McCarthy play-calling stuff. Uh, Plainsman in Dallas says, As frustrating as the wait was, I am on the Big 12 schedule release, dominating the media news cycle for a couple of days. Bandwagon, great exposure. Yeah, I loved it. And as fans, we kind of get frustrated uh, that we don't know things, but you don't really need to know. Right? I mean, it's February. Schedule released in January. If you can't get off of work to uh, travel to a game or 
buy a plane ticket or schedule around a football season in six months. I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, they, they released the basketball schedule like a month before the season starts. We've known this non-conference football schedule for like six years. I kind of like the timeline of doing it after football, after everyone else, at the end of January. Doesn't bother me at all. The only thing that was a little bothersome is that they said it was going to be done in November, December, and then finally January. Just, there was some frustration because they kept saying it would come out. Now, if it's expected to come out every January 31st, and that's just when the new Big 12 schedule is released every year, I'm in. Because, again, I don't, I don't think it's that hard. I mean, if you wanted to do it in August, I wouldn't care. That's a little bit late. But it certainly didn't hurt the season ticket holders, I don't think. Because if you're a season ticket holder, as we've said, you're just signing up to watch Texas Tech. I don't think anybody's canceling season tickets because of the lineup that's coming to Lubbock. I don't think. There might be some, but it would be a very small number in my opinion. There could be some people in Lubbock who aren't Texas Tech fans that just like to go to the games or some rich UT fan that just buys them every other year so he could have one ticket a year in good seats. It would be very few and far between, in my opinion. It was an end of an era today, according to uh, some NFL Twitter accounts, uh, Tom Brady, the last of that quarterback era from the kind of mid to late 2000s, early 10s, and now to today, of quarterbacks who've had success, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks that are now retired that were all kind of together in a class. Aaron Rodgers, I would say, is the last of the class, but he came on a little late. Because he sat for four years behind a Brett Favre. But Eli Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers is in this graphic. I don't know why. Uh, Drew Brees is retired. And now you obviously have the top two. Peyton Manning retired and and Tom Brady today. Uh, Will Tom Brady play again? No, I don't think so. And I was pretty certain he would last, last time he retired. Fairly certain I thought he was just trying to get around coming back to the Bucks for one more year, and then he ended up coming back to the Bucks one more year. In hindsight, Tom Brady should have retired after the Super Bowl victory and rode off into the sunset with some allure that he could still do it. Now, there will still be that allure. Because if you watch Tom Brady this year, if you watch the Bucks. There was no it's Tom's fault that this team is bad at all. In fact, 
That was a really bad football team that Tom Brady willed to a division championship in a playoff game. Tom Brady set records, passing attempts, completions, whatever it was this year. Tom Brady, a high, high-level player this season. Now, was this the best year of his career? Was he doing everything that he was always doing? Has he fallen off a bit? Yeah. He's 45. But I think Tom Brady is still a competitive starter in the NFL. If he wanted to come back, he could. And there will be those rumors for the next two or three years, just like there were with Drew Brees. But I I think he's done this time, and I, I really wish he would have retired after that Super Bowl. I do. I like seeing guys go out on top. All right, let's take another break here. When we come back, the Rob Bro Show. We'll have some bandwagons for you. You can text in 806-855-3712-806-855. 855-3712. It's Rob Rose Show, Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Rocho, Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports, Texas Tech, adding to their recruiting class this morning, Tredarius Brown from Natchitoches, Natchitoches, the Louisiana one, 63305. Now you lose redshirt freshman, or at least true freshman, uh, since you're Massey in the transfer portal. This guy seems like a 1-1, in-and-out kind of body, especially if the transfer portal is slowing after the five transfer portal entries for Texas Tech this offseason. I do not know specifically if they are still trying to add a position or two. Uh, I would assume it is pretty well full up and that this is going to be the roster you see now... Some of these guys already in his early entrance. Spring football, the spring football schedule out earlier this week or the end of last week, one of the two. Uh, but you're also going to see a lot of action in that as well uh, with the spring practice. I, I, I believe more will be open. Uh, plenty of spring practices were open last year, maybe even a couple of public practices, uh, as well as the spring game, the red and black contest that was uh, very exciting this last year uh, and, and could be a really good showcase between 
two quarterbacks I hope that will have a competitive quarterback contest this offseason, not, not just have one named. I, I really do believe in the quarterback battle. Uh, now, I do hope it's named by the fall and we're not playing both quarterbacks and we're not doing what we did this year with, hey, maybe some two quarterback sets and whatnot. Both will play kind of stuff. I do want to have a starter and, and get a starter and have a starter for a season. The last time you had a starter start every game for a Texas Tech football team, his name was Patrick Mahomes. The year was 2016. Shimanek the next year started uh, the first 11 games, was not injured, just got benched, and then came back in and finished and then started the bowl game. Since then, the Shimanek curse, you have not had a starter for more than eight games in a year. I'd have to go back and look maybe in 2012. Well, you only played 10 that year. Frustrating. But if one of these two that's uh, on campus already has starting experience already, wins the job coming out of the spring, I just hope it's an open competition in the spring. And there will be plenty of time to talk about that uh, throughout the spring. Um, Obviously, we still have basketball to talk about. Texas Tech basketball. The Lady Raiders in action tonight. A prime opportunity for a really solid road win in the Big 12. Every Big 12 road win is huge. Every Big 12 road game is big. Even in the the women's division where there are a few teams that are... It's not as even. It's not as competitive as the men's league. But not because there aren't great teams in it. There's just a couple that are uh, the bottom of the pack. I believe it's been uh, over a year since TCU won a Big 12 game. So, there's that. Uh, But you're playing Oklahoma State tonight, and that's going to be a really competitive game. And the Lady Raiders losing this weekend to Baylor. uh, Need a bounce back for sure uh, to keep pace with where they were and where they want to be. And you've won early in Big 12 seasons or you've won late in Big 12 seasons over the last decade, but you've not had kind of a consistent, put-together Big 12 slate. And that's the next step. That's the next step for Gerlich. This is the next step for the Lady Raiders. To not only get some early wins, or to not only finish strong, but to get a few early and to finish strong. And if you can get to six, seven, eight, I mean, really finish strong and get in that realm in the Big 12, probably not good enough for an NCAA tournament appearance this this go-round with just seven or eight Big 12 wins. It is not like the men's league where that probably would be enough. 
But you're certainly certainly fighting for some kind of postseason. And you would be in a bubble, watch. And you would be in the conversation, which you've not been in a long time. And I think sometimes being in the conversation is enough to spark a program. It's doable. It's possible. But you have to get in the conversation first. And you think back to Tubby Smith, you kind of start getting in the conversation, you start believing it, and then you get to that tournament. Even though he left after that first tournament year and you did not win a tournament game and you didn't go the following season, there's a lot of belief in that locker room because you were in the conversation early in that Tubby Smith tenure. Uh, If you are out and driving today on the roads, be safe. Uh, Currently, due to a traffic incident, the West Loop 289 will be closed for northbound traffic uh, from Spur 327 to the Marsha Sharp exit. If you are driving around, I just also am getting texts that the the rain slash sleet has started again. So if you are out and about tonight, today, be safe. Be careful. And uh, obviously, in light of what's been going on and what happened earlier this week, you know, I would just personally avoid the uh, the loop anyways, flyovers, try to get around in town if you can. All right, let's hit an early break here. When we come back, more text messages, they're stacked up. We'll also get to some bandwagons of my own. It's Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9. News, money, sports. It was a beautiful day. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9. News, money, sports. The, the Astros do not play here. I don't. I don't know why those are back in the rotation. Thought I got rid of all those. <laughs> no uh, special announcements or anything like that uh, as far as those go. Now, uh, we do air the Kansas City Chiefs games and Texas games on our stations. Uh, the Texans hiring D'Amico Ryans today. I do enjoy that hire. I don't know if I would say I was on the bandwagon of D'Amico Ryans, but I certainly enjoyed what he did at uh, San Francisco this year. He's going to be a very good coach. Is he going to be a head coach, a great head coach? I don't know. You have to be a head coach before you can be a great one, right? Uh, is Houston a great place to be a head coach? Uh, they, they have had success-ish. Uh, they, I mean, they went to the playoffs a couple times. It's, it's that That division is ripe for the taking. The Colts are down. I think the Jaguars obviously going to be a team that can make a little noise over the next few years. Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence. The Titans seemingly on the backside of their window. 
Malik Willis was not very good this year. Derrick Henry won't be able to play forever. They do have a new GM now. I don't know, just with the Texans, I don't know if there's a great head coaching candidate for the Texans right now that would fix the Texans right now. I mean, I just think there's so much of a project. And defensively, if you can come in, you can you can fix a defense quickly through the draft. Offensively, I guess, I mean, you have Laramie Tunsil. Davis Mills has not been the worst quarterback in the NFL. If you are going to come in and be a defensive team and and be focused on defense, Davis Mills certainly can do enough. And it's not like the Texans were awful this year. Record-wise, absolutely. But they were competitive in some games where they probably shouldn't have been. Very interesting. Uh, Colts' job still opened. Very interesting. The Broncos and Sean Payton? Very interesting. And I think... Sean Payton, that is the best fit for Sean Payton. Established veteran quarterback. They obviously need some help roster-wise. And they still have to play Patrick Mahomes two times a year in the Chiefs, but... Interesting. Now, a storyline that nobody has been talking about that I, I do want to start, and I'm on the bandwagon of, I alluded to it earlier that Tom Brady should have retired after his last Super Bowl. And I know he thought that roster would be able to stick around, but it didn't even that year. That offseason. A lot of people left. Now, they brought back a few, but that, that roster was never the same. And I think the Chiefs can be good for a long time. But for Andy Reid, if Andy Reid wins this Super Bowl, I think he should ride off into the sunset. And maybe he wants to coach five more years. Maybe he wants a third Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. Maybe he thinks he can go another decade. Maybe he's healthy. Maybe he has the time. But there's just something about a guy going out on top. With all the wonder and intrigue. And again, I don't know if there's a head coach out there that's a perfect fit for the Chiefs. But if Andy Reid retires, there will be no shortage, zero shortage of guys lining up to coach Patrick Mahomes. 
of really good NFL coaches lining up to get a shot at coaching Patrick Mahomes. At drawing up and scheming for that offense. If Andy Reid did retire, my first call, if I'm uh, Brett Veach and the management at uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, would be to Kyle Shanahan. Well, I don't know if he would leave. Sa- he would leave San Francisco. <laughs> I think worst case scenario at this point for the Kansas City Chiefs is if they just kept the enemy and promoted him. I want to say they signed him to a one-year deal last offseason because he was at the end of his contract, and they just kind of was like, all right, we'll do one more. We really thought you were going to get a head coaching job, but if you can't, just keep you here. I've not seen a lot of people talk about Andy Reid potentially retiring, but he might This could be Andy Reid's last run for old Big Red. And if it is, to go out winning a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs against your old team, the Philadelphia Eagles, could you script it better? I don't think you could. Don't think you could at all. A couple of more minutes left here on the Rob Rose Show. The text line open 806-855-3712. A Wednesday here in Lubbock. Very cold. Uh, just above freezing. There's some rain going around as well. The weather going to get worse this week, seemingly before it gets better. You know, this is because we complained about it not being wintry. Not complained. It's because we bragged about it not being wintry last week. It's my fault. Talking about how happy I was, we weren't dealing with ice or anything. And then immediately, the ice, the snow last week. My bad. I am off the cold weather bandwagon. People talk about weather extremes. Would you rather it be hot or cold? Uh, give me 101 all day in Lubbock, Texas. Than this 22 degree wet crap. Ice is the bane of my existence. Walking around in it. I don't know how many times I've slipped and fell in a parking lot. Much, much rather deal with 101. Maybe I just need to move to Arizona. Move to Arizona. Live in the heat. Have a pool and gravel in my front yard. Well, the pool will be in the backyard, but the gravel. The gravel in the front. All right, that was the Rob Bro Show. 
We'll do it again tomorrow. Maybe we'll have a board up. So I don't have to produce my own show and talk the whole time and try to get scheduled breaks. There'll be no 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 call, no shows tomorrow. There will be a Rob Bro show though. Be back on the Raiderland as well at eleven AM. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Winning Sports. We'll see you tomorrow. and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.